to the podcast. I'm Katie. I'm Hannah. And this this is One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of the nights before Christmas made for TV romance good things and all the nights that you really think should never exist ever in the history of all things that are good and holy. Trust me, that's the mood that we're in with this particular movie. Um, So with this particular movie, uh, we're talking about the kinds of things that are on Netflix, Lifetime, Hallmark, and places like that for all your holiday needs. Yes. So uh, before we get into this movie, because tonight we're going to be talking about The Night Before Christmas, uh, the movie that came out on Netflix and... um, feel like every time I say this, it's the night before Christmas, night with a K. Yes. Um, I just want to say very quickly before we get into this, that yes, I have watched the third Christmas Prince movie. We're not going to do it as a podcast. I'm sorry, but I think it's cuter than two. You know what's funny? As I haven't seen any of the sequels, oh. I stopped with the Christmas Prince oh, because... Fair. Last, it was terrible? Well, no, because last <laughs> Christmas... No, I was I was all set and ready to watch the wedding, and you called me and you were like, Katie, don't. It's real bad. Well, uh, but so I haven't watched it for that reason, and then when I heard there was a third one coming, it's the baby, right? Yeah, it's the baby. And I was like, I don't even know if they got married, because I didn't watch it. <laughs> I mean, you can. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweet that while I was watching this, but I had a... Uh, I guess I called it an epiphany, but also it was sort of a like realization in a sad way that not only the in life, but also in the movie, or maybe not only in the movie, but also in life, they're younger than me. <laughs> that never feels good. No, but also they don't look it. No. I don't think... Like, he, in The Christmas Prince, he looks to be in his 30s, right? I'd say so, yeah. And she, she too. Yeah. Uh, She's older than he is in real life. Okay. They don't say how old she is in the the movies. Uh, But in that, in the first one, I realized they showed the birth certificate and it says 1990 on it. Oh. And it it hurt my soul. (laughs) But to be fair, though... Hannah, you were not born that much before. I know. And- you know what? One day before me is fine at this point. Like, you, you're you born like a day after me, same year, you know. Ugh, I'm just going to be a little sad about it. That's so funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I, I feel that a lot with people who are my age and, I'm, yeah. and I feel look so much older than me. Mm-hmm. Like, Kira Knightley and I are the same age. Oh, really? Yeah. And huh. it, it, it fucks me up <laughs> for a lot of reasons yeah. that I won't go into outside of therapy. <laughs> Speaking of therapy, I think I needed it after watching this movie. <laughs> so yeah. let's talk about it. Um, yeah. Okay, so this is The Night Before Christmas, Night with a K. Uh, so medieval magic sends a 14th century knight to modern-day Ohio, where he falls for a high school science teacher. Did you know she was a science teacher? I did not know she was a science teacher. Who is disillusioned by love. (laughs) And it stars Vanessa Hudgens, Josh Whitehouse, and Emmanuel 
Jerky? I don't even know who that is. So She plays the sister. I looked it up. Ah. I don't remember what the sister's name is. I don't know why she gets third billing. She's got a great manager or yeah. agent. <laughs> and she's got a Christmassy name. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel. Yeah. Right? It's kind of Christmassy. Yeah, but not in. I don't think in the show. Maybe that's it's why like they Maggie or something. Included her. I don't anyway, know. it is winter, thirteen thirty-four, in Norwich, England, where my father is from in real life. Um, I'm Hannah had written the Knights of Wherever Katie is from. <laughs> I forgot. That's okay. So, I, d- I remembered you being like that's where my family's from, but I did not remember where it was. You know, I did mean to look up if Norwich had, was actually a place in thirteen thirty-four, uh-huh. or if it was something else, but probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> there is a castle. I have been to Norwich Castle, and that is not where this was filmed, <laughs> because it is in a city pretty much now. Anyway, so it is winter. 1334, and the knights of Norwich are going out for their annual Christmas hawking, where it is kind of like a stag or a fox yeah. hunt, but is with a hawk. Yeah, it's, I mean, can oh. you go falconing? Is that, is, do you use that word? I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, yeah. Mm, mm, I don't know sure. anything about hunting. There we go. <laughs> I do know that they do falconry at the mid, at the Re- Renaissance Festival, but I don't know about hawkenry. <laughs> anyway, one night, Sir Cole, played by Josh Whitehouse, gets lost in the woods and meets an old crone, and that will be her name for the rest of the film. And that is what they call her, Old Crone. It's upsetting on so many levels. (laughs) She tells Sir Cole, not Circle, but Sir Cole, that he has until Christmas Eve to find and fulfill his quest. She then surrounds him in blue light and smoke, and that is supposed to symbolize that we are traveling through time. Brooke Winters, played by Vanessa Hudgens, is a high school teacher in Ohio. Uh, she takes her niece, Claire, uh, to a Christmas fair, and she literally runs into Sir Cole, who is, like, wandering around looking lost and confused, because uh, who wouldn't be? And he's looking for his horse, uh, who it turns out did not time travel with him, and she spills hot chocolate all over his armor. Um, and she clearly is like, ooh, uh, I like what I see. Uh, but she, she leaves him because she's not going to be creepy. And uh, she thinks he's an actor at the fair, and she kind of lets him do his thing. Yeah. Uh, so later that night on her drive home, Brooke again literally runs into Sir Cole, and this time with her car. Uh, he's walked right into the road directly in front of her in like this snowstorm, and she doesn't have time to stop. Um, he's not hurt, but as he keeps insisting that he's a medieval knight, uh, Brooke and the cop that kind of saw the whole thing happened, um, and the medical staff at the hospital where they take him are generally concerned. Uh, even so, Brooke decides that he can stay stay in her guest house while he recovers and remembers who he is. So Brooke brings Cole home. He, She shows him her guest house, which she inherits, so we don't have to worry about her not being able to afford this amazing house yeah. on her teacher salary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she shows him all the modern amenities, which of course he's never seen before, uh, and he's confused. And so Brooke gives him some clothes that uh, she... Like, still has from her ex-boyfriend. I guess they didn't do the, like, swap back thing. Mm. So that he doesn't have to hang out in his armor all the time. 
and he stays up all night watching television and he picks up a lot. He like slang and, and kind of phrases and all that. Uh, though he does put her Alexa in the freezer in order to turn it off and stop it from playing Christmas carols because he can't get it to do so by saying Alexa stop playing because he doesn't understand the like say Alexa bit. Right. And I'm sorry for all the Alexas that just did things. <laughs> I might cut this out, but actually, we got an Alexa from um, Billy's parents, and <laughs> that did happen when we were watching TV. Like, apparently, somebody said Alexa, and she she went on, and so I'm like, you better not say Alexa's name when we're having sex. That would just be weird. <laughs> Alexa, play this. Beep beep boop boop. No, she's listening. Anyway. That's why I'm very happy to have a Google, because then I just tell Google, and it's not really somebody's name ever. It was a smarter way to do it. I have a Google Home, too, that yeah. I'm going to put in the kitchen. Oh, nice. But now I'm afraid that everybody's going to be listening. Oh, yeah. To everybody's me. listening to you. Sorry. It's it's a thing. Yeah. Anyway. So Brooke begins to believe that Cole might actually be a medieval knight. Uh, not sure why, but maybe he's not crazy. Uh, she also begins to fall for him. He's really lucky that he's really cute. Um, they start spending a lot of time together, watching Netflix, baking, and going back to the Christmas fair. She also tells him about her ex who cheated on her, and he tells her that he is looking for a quest. Uh, while he does do some good deeds, he doesn't feel like any of these good deeds are part of this quest. So one afternoon, Claire... Uh, Brooke's niece and her little friend are playing outside and they get lost. And I I couldn't figure out how old Claire was, but she looked maybe like 10. And this whole thing was definitely written for like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. It was very weird. Um, the, so the police are called and everyone, including Brooke and Cole, go out searching for the girls. And Brooke and Cole find them in like the state forest and Claire is out on the ice of a frozen pond. How she, how she get there? <laughs> Very weird. Unsure. Um, and it's started to crack, so she's freaking out. Uh, and Cole is able to call her, calm her down, and uh, get her to distribute her weight better, and is able to rescue her. And so everyone is like, "Oh my God, you're amazing!" and He's like, no, it was it was a good deed. I did a good thing, uh, but this is not my quest. <laughs> so at this point, we're sort of wondering, what the fuck is your quest? <laughs> Brooke is organizing a Christmas Eve feast that is part charity event, part community party. She does it in the memory of her parents who started the event. So every year, the funds raised go towards a different good cause. And this year, Brooke decides that Claire's friend's family who recently lost their mother and are having a lot of money issues uh, deserve to get Christmas presents. Uh, since their father is a good person working multiple jobs and still volunteering his time, he deserves to be able to give his kids a very happy Christmas. It's very nice of them. Yeah. So at the party, Cole is approached by Brooke's neighbor and like high school nemesis uh, <laughs> who hits on him and tells him about the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe. And, but, like, she's actually not really that bad of a person because she immediately realizes that Cole is, like, super into Brooke. And she's like, oh, maybe you should save the mistletoe for somebody you actually give a shit about. Mm -hmm. Um, and this gives 
Cole the opportunity to go to Brooke. So Brooke thinks that this tradition is an old wives' tale, the mistletoe tradition. Uh, but since she also wants to kiss Cole, she's like, you know what? We shouldn't chance it. So they kiss. Uh, but then you're like, what about the time travel? How will they be together forever? Because one kiss means forever. Uh, and so we know they have to be together. But but, but time travel? Right. And quest. <laughs> um, so Cole realizes that his quest was to find love. <gasps> And he did that with Brooke. And now he knows that his quest is fulfilled. He must return to his own time and place. Um, Brooke and Cole return to the fair where Cole arrived. They sort of declare their love for each other. Not really in those words. But then at that moment, Cole is engulfed in time travel smoke and disappears. And Brooke is heartbroken and slightly confused. <laughs> right. She she acts as though, as though she like kind of didn't believe he was going to disappear, even though... She also believed him. It was very confusing. Right. So, now we're back in 1334. And Cole meets up with his brother, Jeff, who has been looking for him, like a good brother should. Um, and he tells his brother that he, he met a girl. And his brother is like, uh, you should go back to your love, uh, even though it means I probably will never see each other again. But it's 1334, and I feel like that happened all the time. Yeah, it's probably a miracle they survived that long. Right. <laughs> also, they, there's at one point they say like they hadn't seen their parents in like six years. It's like okay, you, you're gonna be fine. Um, so Cole goes and finds the, the old crone again, and he wishes to return to Brooke in Ohio in 2019. Yep. <laughs> and so at the fair. Again, Claire can tell that Brooke is really sad. Um, she asks about Cole and misunderstands that thinking he'll be back. Uh, but then there he is, and this time with his horse. <laughs> um, Brooke is thrilled that her true love has returned a few hours later, and Cole has already figured it out. That he'll stay in Ohio with Brooke and either be a cop or a baker, because those things are the same. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they kiss, and this time, because one, one kiss truly means forever, they are all set in the rest of their lives. <laughs> and then we have a quick little epilogue, in which it is, again, 1334. I don't know why 1334. Um, and Jeff, Cole's brother, meets the old crone in the woods. Sequel? I think it's a sequel. Mm. Absolutely. So maybe they will see each other again. I'm not sure. I'm excited because I'm hoping that like Jeff gets transported also to Ohio. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It's I know. so confusing. You would, like, I get, I mean, obviously it's not real, but like, I get if you're going to time travel, like he would be plopped down in a city, like where this forest used to be or something. Like, yeah. why? Why Ohio? What? Is special about Ohio. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh. <laughs> why did he end up in Ohio? I don't know. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was very, very confusing to me, too. Especially since, um, what did I say? That, <laughs> so... The old crone seems to have... This is her plan this whole time. Yeah. Because she, you see the old crone... In Ohio at some point, so it's at different points, sort of watching all of yeah, their progress. Like, as like a town, like she's not dressed like the old crone, but it's the same actress. So yeah. you, I think she's the same character. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and so I wrote down, I wish I had an old crone to act as my very old Yenta across time. 
looking out for me so much that they're like, you know who your true love is? Someone in a different century on another continent. <laughs> Let's see how we can get these kids together. Well, so speaking of the different century bits, there are so many things that don't actually make any sense. Because I think too many for this allotted like podcast. Yeah, time. right, right. So just like, like ticking them off. First of all, I feel like almost most importantly, he he shouldn't be speaking in English that they can really communicate in. Yeah, they they should not be able to talk to each other. <laughs> See, she, yeah, and then he seems to be able to understand a lot of things rather uh, rather quickly. Like the yeah. old crumb does say, "Your quest will take you to a place with like steel dragons and um, a magic box with lots of pictures in it." Yeah, and so he kind of goes, "Oh, airplane, steel dragon. Oh, Netflix box <laughs> with pictures in it." Yeah, but then he really does. He's able to sort of pick up on the local lingo with phrases sort of like, my threads are lit AF. And he yeah. understands that what that means. Yeah. like, And I, and I don't know if it... No. No. <laughs> so that was baffling to me. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's this part I actually looked up because he like knows about Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. But Christmas trees didn't become a thing until the 1800s. No. <laughs> so, like, he shouldn't know about Christmas trees. <laughs> I, I, I did look up something about, like, medieval English Christmas, and there were some traditions. I think there was some sort of tree, but it wasn't like we do it now. Well, right, like the decorations. and the, Yeah. You know, like, it was a lot of, like, no, this, this would be foreign. Quite foreign. <laughs> they were probably still doing a lot more religious things. I think he'd probably be feel like it was a affront to the Lord that they weren't going to church or something. Yeah, you would think. Maybe. Um, the other thing I want to just... I didn't put this in the synopsis because it felt... I don't really even remember where it went. And I will say, I had to go back and rewatch parts of this movie to write the synopsis for this because I genuinely forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wait, what happened? Right. Can I be... Is that real? Um, at one point... She is believing that he is a medieval knight, and then is like, sure, you can drive my car. Which, what? I know. <laughs> She's like, you know how to drive this, right? And he's like, yeah, sure. I, if I, mm, I, I, it's not like, okay, if I was a time-traveling person and I went so many, 700 years in the future, when they probably have self-driving cars or whatever, or like, it, I'm thinking Jetsons hovercraft, I wouldn't begin to presume how to drive it. <laughs> I am telling you all in the future, do not let me drive your hovercraft. (laughs) I I remain steadfast in my point that it is very lucky that he is cute. (laughs) This whole movie would not be a thing if he was not drop-dead gorgeous. Like, he wouldn't. No. They would be like, okay, you're going into an insane asylum. Okay, whatever. She would not say you can stay at my house if he wasn't gorgeous. No, I mean it, to be fair, the the cop was like, "Are you sure?" And she was, and like, she was like, yeah. "I have a good read on people," and it's like, "But do you?" Yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> it only takes one to be a murderer. <laughs> it's very true, and most murderers are very cute and charming. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Hallmark Hallmarks? Hallmark Hallmarks. All right, I didn't actually have that many. Yeah, neither did I, actually. Um, so, uh, first off, her name is Miss Winters. Uh, yes. You know, it's it's seasonally themed. Seasonal name. 
Literally running into each other at the first meet cute. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing. They do decorate a Christmas tree. I have bread baking. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that mm-hmm. happens now, too. Yeah. It, it's basically baking, comma, carbs. <laughs> comma, ho- holiday treats. Yes. Traditional treats. Um, I have, they had two interrupted kisses. Yeah, might have do. Um, and then my last Hallmark Hallmark is that sweet but also kind of creepy way that people get behind you to show you how to do something. Oh, yeah. So he's like standing behind her with his hands like kind of on top of her hands showing her how to knead bread <laughs> properly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like kind of romantic and she's super into it, but it's also really creepy to me sometimes. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's it. I that's it. You saw your head? Okay. Yeah. Cool. On the same page with Hallmark Hallmarks. Pretty parade. Um, I want to call out in a positive way, because she can pull them off. Um, Vanessa Hudgens gets to wear these, a number of real, real nice looking, high-waisted pa- patterned pants. Yeah. That, like, she... She's the got the right figure for, her and she looks great. Yeah, it's those big wide leg pants. Yeah. that you have to be really thin in order to. Yeah, pull but off. but she, oh, she looks really good in them. She really does. Yeah, I wrote her about. Um, I guess it's. I guess this is also kind of a hallmark. Hallmark. I don't know if we've said it, but um, it's almost imperative to wear a red dress as like the big event dress. Of the the climactic dress. Yeah, it's um, either red or like Cinderella blue. Well, I'm sometimes like dark green they get mm, away with. Yeah. But most of the time, like I think m- most of them are ninety five percent of the movies we've watched this season, it's been a red dress, mm-hmm. and it's really really pretty. It's like lace and loveliness. Mm-hmm. I also wrote Sir Cole's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I could uh, stare at them for quite a while. Uh, he just, I mean, I, he he's conventionally attractive he doesn't really do it for me you know i think he'd be one of those people okay i'm gonna call this the mr darcy um something okay (laughs) because colin firth will never be as cute as he was as mr darcy agreed i don't know if what's his face whitestone john whitestone house white house white house thank you will ever be as cute as being a medieval knight. Like I'm Yeah, not he sure. was cuter as a knight than he was as a when when he was dressed in regular clothes. Yeah, I think that that's <laughs> I think it's like a period piece sort of conundrum yeah. of like you are hot in the in this kind of garb and that sort of hair, uh-huh. but take you back to 2019, I'm not sure you're as attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it the Colin Firth conundrum. Okay. So, so yeah. <clears throat> oh, I have an anti-pretty parade. Oh, go for it. Um, when they time travel back to 1334 and um, Sir Cole sees Jeffrey, Jeffrey is wearing a very pretty high-necked flouncy blouse. <laughs> and it's pink. And it is something that I feel they stole from the set of Anne of Green Gables or something like that. Or like that kind of thing. But also in 1334, did they know how to put pink into fabric? The Blood of the sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unsure of what berry they used. Um, 
But it, it it's very ornate and like flowery, and there's a ribbon in it, and it and he's wearing it under his like armor garb or whatever. But I'm unsure of the choice. <laughs> So, a new and noteworthy? Don't have one. Okay, my, I did have one. Oh. I was, I mean, it's sort of like, I, I don't know that I've ever seen this. She legitimately doesn't know how to tie a tie. And I feel like in all these movies, the men don't know how to tie a tie, which, what? And then the women are like, I got it. And yeah. they can come up and tie a tie. And I get that him, in this movie, this character wouldn't know how to tie a tie. But she also doesn't know how to tie a tie. But it's really cute. She goes up to him, she goes, I got this. And then she, like, passes it around. She goes, I, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, also, there's, I mean, I know how to tie a tie, but I, that's more of, like, it, I did it for Halloween this year, and I, for a friend, and I put the tie on myself, and then I took it off, and I came, because I only know how to do it Almost, on me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I learned how to do it very briefly when I was doing a lot of background work on Gossip Girl. <laughs> so they gave you they gave you ties with yeah. a uniform, and I I think I got it, but now I don't remember. Yeah, it's I mean it takes a minute, but it's they're not. I mean fancy ties I can't do, but you know regular regular tie clip-ons are fine. <laughs> uh, across the universe, I know that you have a, a, a yeah. Big thing. I've got a big thing. I have a theory. Why don't you go first? So I'm going. Yeah, we have a lot. I have two that are not related to yours. Okay. Um, across my universe is Norwich, England. Woo! Uh, that's where my family hails from, along with Olivia Coleman <laughs> and Coleman Mustard. Oh. Uh, are all from Norwich, uh, which is how you say it. Norwich or Norwich uh, in the accent. And mm-hmm. also, I don't know if you noticed this, but when they were baking the bread, they were using King Arthur flour. I did notice that. And I thought that that was really cute. <laughs> Um, on theme. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, like, I think I'm going to save my, my theory for the last thing. But, so first of all, um, we have talked about on this podcast uh, uh, a movie about amnesia, sort of, because we talked about the sequel, and I just feel like, how many movies about somebody getting amnesia and falling in love can there be, even though he didn't actually have amnesia? Though I feel like this happens sort of a lot. When Doesn't somebody it? has amnesia, someone helps them and they have to, like... They have to love them at the end? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's that's sort of the plot of Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> sort of true. <laughs> okay. So. Um, also, in Vanessa Hudgens' last Netflix Christmas movie, uh, uh, she was a baker. And I thought it was funny that she couldn't bake and she needed a bake. Oh, that's funny. I didn't put that together. Um, so, ready? I'm going to get into my uh, my theory here. It goes really deep. It goes super deep. I believe Netflix has created two separate Netflix worlds. Universes. Universes. One in one universe... Vanessa Hudgens is this teacher in Ohio where Aldovia, which is the country that a Christmas prince takes place in, Mm -hmm. is a real place. Yes, it's a real country. Yes. Uh, And 
And we know this because... Yeah, they, they talk about... They, they have a ornament from Aldovia. Yeah. Um, so the, the, they exist in the same world. Christmas Prince and this movie exist in the same world. Yes. But they also watch Netflix in this world. Mm-hmm. And they watch the magical Christmas calendar movie. The holiday, holiday, holiday calendar. Holiday calendar. Yeah. They watch a wild... Christmas Christ- in the wild. Christmas in the wild. With and Charlotte. <laughs> yes. Um, so... That's one world where those two movies exist on Netflix and like the worlds that they're building in these movies exist in the real world. Yeah. Then separately, (laughs) there is another world in which Vanessa Hudgens plays both a, a plays twins that are not twins in the princess switch or the Christmas Switch? The Princess Switch. Princess Switch. Yeah, because yeah. Christmas Switch is the one with uh, Candace Cameron. Yeah, Cameron. right, right, right. So she's the Princess Switch, and they switch places, and that one I find adorable. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> it's good. And in that one, they watch a Christmas Prince. Yes. So that clearly the that world exists in a place where Aldovia is fictional. Although one could argue that we watch movies about England all the time and that's not a fictional place. True, but would they have traditions that get made in the movie? I don't know. We'll have to see what um, (laughs) Night Before Christmas or Night After Christmas is what I'm dubbing the sequel that has yet to be made. We'll see what Easter eggs that that comes with. But for my theory, that world exists and I think that world is a world in which Rob Lowe has definitely gone to Africa for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's one world, and that's why there can be two worlds where Vanessa Hudgens plays two separate Christmas characters, because they literally exist in worlds that watch each other on Netflix. I think you're right, because... <laughs> Someone told me, because I haven't really done much research about the Princess Switch sequel that's happening. I've well, there, really but someone told me that there's there is another a one. third yeah. lookalike. And so it, I think this has to be the case because otherwise there would be a fourth lookalike that is a science teacher and has a medieval night boyfriend <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> and that would be the thing. So my theory is that there are two Netflix worlds. All Netflix movies exist in one of them. And in the other one, they can watch each other on Netflix. I think this is a great theory. I like it. <laughs> and if you like it too, listeners, please talk to us about it on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram yeah. <laughs> or or via email. We want to see. There are obviously theories to be had about <laughs> this particular conundrum. <sighs> Kiss meter. Kiss meter. Um, So, for the first one, I said a six. Because I felt like they were trying not to laugh. Yes. Um, (laughs) Did the first one they... Was he wearing... He was wearing the chain mail for both of them. No, not the... Oh, yes. Yes. He was. Because he changed into his night costume for the party. For the party. party. They were like... People wanted a a theme. Like, they wanted to take selfies or something with the night. Yeah. It was like a... Thing. Um, I also gave that kiss a six because they had 
they had smushy faces when I wrote. <laughs> Their faces were weirdly smushy. And she kept holding on to his chain mail. Uh, and that just looked really uncomfortable to me. Like, yeah. kind of like the same way someone would hold their, like, lover's, like, lapel or something. Mm-hmm. Like, come yeah. on. She's holding his chain mail. <laughs> Not the same thing. All right. Um, so the second one, which you didn't uh, rate when he comes back uh, and they are reunited. I rated that a four. Oh, gosh. And I, my note says, I do not like this second kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like it, Sam, I am. Um, and I, I've come to the... I'm landing on... I. It may just be a on-screen thing, because I don't think Vanessa Hudgens is that good at kissing. I, I, you might be right. I'm not sure. I don't remember her kisses from the princess. They're switch. all pretty much like thin-lipped, closed-mouth smashing. That's such a shame because she's very pretty. Like she's, she's very, got a beautiful kissy mouth. Yeah, but she, she, no one taught her how to use it. I don't know. I don't know why I say beautiful kissy mouth. That sounds so <laughs> gross. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vanessa Hudgens. You're, you, anyway. Uh, (laughs) Um, I will also say, going back to Colin Firth, he is also a person that doesn't seem like he'd be a good kisser because Mm -hmm. he's so freaking cute, but every time he has an on-screen kiss, it's just like, it's very lukewarm. Yeah, it seems very, uh, I don't don't know. I I keep feeling like she doesn't want to do it. Is she married? Or does she have a boyfriend that we know about? I don't think so, because she was with... uh, Zac Efron. For a while, but they're not together anymore. So, anyway. Hannah. Yes. Would you watch this movie? I think this movie... I overhyped it in my head. Because, I mean, I think the best part about this movie is the title. I loved it. Um, but then it was kind of downhill from there. (laughs) Um, so I think if you're wanting a Netflix Christmas Vanessa Hudgens movie, I would 100% go with the Princess Switch over this one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I straight up just wrote, nope. (laughs) What I wrote was, um, what a shame. I thought it was going to be super cute. If dorky, I knew it was, I would I knew what I was getting myself into, like, with, like, Mannequin or something. Yeah. I love Mannequin 2, which is basically sort of the same <laughs> concept, um, medieval person in modern day. Um, he was really cute, but I have, but there were way too many questions and way too many really stupid things that happened that made me, that it really took me out of this movie. And I was all for it. I was all for it. I, said 14th century night going be- going forward in time to fall in love with Vanessa Hudgens. I'm all about it, but just not this way. And oh, and also this podcast is the night after Christmas. Yes, it is. So I was so excited to have the night before Christmas be like our last Christmas podcast and be celebrating and going yay. And then it ended up just being this turd and <laughs> yeah such a wet noodle of a movie <laughs> i agree i agree 
Anyway, so friends, that was the night before Christmas. We hope that you had as good a time listening to this podcast as you did watching this movie, because I'm assuming you've watched it. Um, um, I disagree with that completely. I hope you had way more fun <laughs> listening to this podcast than you did watching this movie. <laughs> you're right. I sort of was hoping that that was how it came across, but it didn't. I, I, thinking about my words that I just said... <laughs> Um, but I know I had a much better time recording this podcast yeah. than I did watching this movie, although it is really fun to, like, have a bottle of wine and cookies and just go, what, when you watch Yeah, it is a bonkers movie. <laughs> what? There's so many things that are, like, but wait, what? And, I guess. Like, I mean, you know, when you start a movie off with, like, I think what we're, you know, what we're gonna do is we're gonna name a character Old Crone and gonna be good <laughs> you're just setting yourself up for disaster <laughs> and his name is circle no circle circle no circle oh also was cole a name do we think in- it is now oh yeah well because you know old king cole was a very old yeah i did think about that soul. that's true his brother geoff <laughs> geoff geoffrey um so Thank you to all of our um, fans and all of our listeners out there who who asked us if we were going to be doing this one. I'm really happy that you did um, because it warms my heart when people go, this is a movie that is in your wheelhouse. Are you doing it? And we go, yes, we can serve that for you right up. Our pleasure. (laughs) All right. I think I'm looped out and I think I'm a little... Hungry looped. Okay. So I'm going to have some dinner. <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for sharing this countdown to Christmas wild ride with us. Yes. So uh, just to give you a little bit of a quick heads up. Um, I think we have, we're going to do an episode next week and then we're going to go back to every two weeks. I think so. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we need lives too. Um, I think we actually have an episode coming out in a few days. We do. It's going to be special. I don't know if I'm supposed to know about that, though. Of course you do. You <laughs> you, you edited it. <laughs> I did. Well, no, that, okay, that it's a birthday present to me. <laughs> yes, but again, you edited it. <laughs> but I didn't edit it with that as an intention. That's true. I think. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you so much for this wild Christmas ride. Um, unlike some other Hallmark-centric Twitter podcast maybe things. One Kiss Means Forever is all year long. Um, so if you would like more of this formulaic, tropey, fun stuff, we are not just Christmas. We are One Kiss Means for all year. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. There, there are, we are just going to go right into... Uh, Winterfest. Winterfest. I was like, Snow's Giving? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been really fun, friends. Yes. Uh, follow us on... Um, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Facebooks. Uh, one Kiss Means Forever. One and four are numerical. Yes, and please email us at One Kiss Means Forever, spelled out exactly as it is on your podcast feed, at gmail.com. Uh, and thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music, and you can find his stuff on SoundCloud and Spotify. Yeah. And we will see you in a few short days, actually. Um, And then... uh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! (laughs) Let's get it 2020! Woo! Let's have good things happen, please! (laughs) Bye! Bye!
my god now you have to read that whole sentence which one it is also an americanized spelling of the german name cole k-o-h-l and of the scottish and irish name mccool <laughs> why is mccool not a name anymore <laughs> I'm borrowing this from another podcast, but this is my daughter, Mackenzie, and my son, McCool. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Let's bring McCool back.